with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. It's the Wednesday edition and your usual host, Kylie Lewis-Holt, unavailable today. Surprisingly, she was uh, coaching her kids' volleyball on the weekend. And uh, oddly, uh, quite out of character, she got excited and very vocal and lost her voice. Which, you know, people that have listened know that that's very unlike Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) being excited and vocal. Uh, We do have the guest that was booked, though, Anna Russell from Theatre Northwest. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm tired. Yeah. But we have exciting things going on at Theatre Northwest to talk about. Yeah, we do. We've been really busy over there as well. So we're just heading into dress rehearsal today for Always Patsy Cline, the musical. Now, this has become a bit of a tradition for Theatre Northwest, music-based uh, productions just before Christmas. Uh, yeah. Talk about that and how that has come about and uh, what was the inspiration for bringing in this production? Yeah, so I mean, I guess with any, you know, theater programming material, it's kind of a trial and error process mm-hmm. over, you know, a series of decades. And at some point, we latched into some jukebox musicals around the Christmas season, and it seemed to do well, and audiences seemed to kind of hit a niche that audiences were sort of looking for around this time of year. So we've continued on with it. Um, I think Always Patsy Cline probably most closely resembles maybe what we saw with uh, Ring of Fire, the Johnny Cash story okay. back in 2019. Yep. Um, similar music styles, similar decades, um, similar ways that the songs are strung together. You will see a band on stage right. again as you would have then. So um, that's sort of how we, we came to explore different Patsy Cline musicals right. and landed on this one. Okay. Uh, now, when you say similar to the Johnny Cash one, <clears throat> I didn't catch the Johnny Cash musical. Yeah. Uh, was that kind of a one-man show? Because I, I get no. the impression this one is. Yeah. So we have two actresses on stage for Always Patsy Cline. Okay. Um, we have the actress, of course, playing Patsy Cline. And then the story is sort of strung together with her friendship with a fan uh, right. named Louise Seeger. So we have mm-hmm. another actress playing Louise on stage. And and then you will also see a five-piece live local band right. on the stage. Yeah, and uh, that's been sort of the um, the modus operandi in the past is you use local musicians. Absolutely, and, yeah. And do you have the names of those off the top of your head? I or? do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I tell, do. tell us who's in the band. So we have Barb Barker on the keys. We have okay. Chloe Nakahara mm-hmm. on the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Michaud on the guitar, uh, Justin Gendro on the drums, mm-hmm. and we have Bryn Porter playing the stand-up bass for us. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, you talked about uh, looking at uh, a number of other um, Patsy Cline type. Uh, what what made you go after a Patsy Cline story? Um. There is a similar uh, Canadian piece that that floats around through um, theaters, very similar to mm-hmm. Theatre Northwest. So we reviewed that one first. Um, we were just sort of drawn to the story of these two women, um, okay. and that is the piece that we ended up choosing. So um, written by Ted Swindley. Um, it's it's just strung together really well, and it, it's we we. 
approach jukebox musicals a lot because mm-hmm. our audience loves the songs, knows the songs, yeah. everyone's familiar. Um, you would have seen it with the Buddy Holly story yeah. and Johnny Cash. And even the Marvelous Wonderettes last year was a jukebox okay. musical. Yep, so. Yep. Lots of different artists in that one, not just one artist, Mm -hmm. but, you know, all songs that people are familiar with. And so sometimes when those stories are put together, they're not always um, as cohesive in terms of storyline. And we really found that this one was. It was really well put together. We loved the story of the two women and their friendship. It's a true story. Mm -hmm. Um so it was kind of just really well done and we we all enjoyed it so we programmed it into this season cool so the star who uh does the patsy klein Mm -hmm. uh what's her background and and has she uh done a lot of performances as patsy klein no so similar to our dr ruth i think a lot of people were surprised to hear that dr ruth was doing this especially for us uh in our last slot of the season Mm -hmm. and she didn't she doesn't typically tour as Dr. Ruth. This was kind of her first kick at that role. And, uh, and you know, she doesn't have plans to go on and do it anywhere else currently. Similar with our Patsy Klein. Um, I, she's, if you, if you took a peek at her resume, you know, Mm -hmm. she's done a lot of similar style shows. She definitely fits into this vocal range and vocal style very comfortably. Um, but no, does not tour as Patsy Klein right, typically. Right. She's come here especially to learn this piece and perform yeah. it for our audience. So not particularly a, a Patsy Klein impersonator per exactly. se, but someone with a strong musical theater background. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give us uh, an example of, of some of the pr- uh, things that were on her. Well, first off, what's what's her name? Her name is Sarah Horseman. Okay. And yeah. what's, what's her resume look like? What's... So I think we've got things like Million Dollar Quartet oh, okay. and uh, and those sort of style of shows. Right, right. Yeah. Now, the jukebox musicals, uh, it seems a lot of them that uh, you've been booking in are uh, 50s, 60s. Tends it, to be the nostalgia era, yeah. I think, for the people writing the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have a whole series of jukebox musicals that are coming out yeah. right now, and some that have been around forever. You've got the ABBA musical and and all of those things. Right. But I think the, the nostalgia era right now tends to be that kind of 50s, 60s rock scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well in our venue as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess there's kind of a romanticism about that era as well. Now that we look back at it, I think so that, uh, in retrospect, we look at this and, and realize that it, it was a whole change in the music scene, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We're, you know, we mention. Um, things like Decca Records mm-hmm. and releasing singles versus releasing albums and albums topping country charts and then crossing over to pop charts and, and just sort of that era of music yeah. and what that felt like and looked like and how different it was from what we're well, seeing now. Well, exactly. Yeah. And that's probably going to resonate with a lot of younger audience members who this this will be a whole uh, because back then you would go to a record company and try to break into the music industry by getting with the record company, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. These days you do it at home and send it out. Yeah. To the or you post it on YouTube You're and right. someone finds you, right? So, yeah, so kind of a strange thing. Yeah. Uh, do you find the audience is, is quite ranged in, in age for? 
I think so. I mean, yeah. we'll find out with this particular piece. But in the past ones? Yeah. Um, we tend to ha- bring in a slightly older crowd, right. but depending on the show and the material, yeah. our season is pretty balanced this year. So I think there's a little bit of something for everybody. Right. right. Yeah. So uh, talk about the season a little bit. Uh, are you involved in all of the productions or just particular in certain ones? I'm involved in programming the productions. Oh, okay. So selecting the shows for this season. Right. Um, and then the roles tend to vary from production to production. We generally will bring in different set designers for each one and different mm-hmm. costume designers, different directors, um, and certainly a different cast. So um, I was on stage for Mum's the Word, and I'm assistant okay. directing on Patsy Klein. Um, so it, it just varies from production to production. Right. Who's directing? Uh, Sarah Rogers is directing. Oh, okay. She was our director that was in town last year as well for right. Marvelous Wonderettes. And uh, we mentioned the lady that was that's playing Patsy Klein. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the other uh, lead in the? Her name is Laura J, and she's playing Louise Seeger. Louise she's Seeger. fantastic. As now well. that's kind of an interesting story. The whole backstory of this relationship, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Louise was a fan. Listened right. to Patsy on the radio. Listened to her on the Arthur Godfrey show during mm-hmm. the, um, I guess, talent scouts. Yeah, yeah. Section when that was a thing. Um, which is, I guess, very similar to America's Got Talent, which we've yeah, got or, going on or now. Or American Idol. Exactly. Those, those types of shows, yeah. Yeah, so uh, first kind of discovered Patsy that way, was a big fan of her music, listened to her on the radio, and then Patsy came to her town to sing, and she met her, and they struck up a friendship, and... Um, continue to write letters and have phone calls um, throughout Patsy's life. So Yeah, kind of a unique story, really. You yeah. don't hear that kind of uh, connection with a fan on a regular basis yeah, in, really in the industry. Yeah, really interesting. Although, the more we look into Patsy, the more mm-hmm. we kind of discover that that was... She was very friendly. She was yeah. very outgoing, and that was very much part of you know so who, who she, she was. was. Yeah. So not surprising when yeah. you really start to delve into Patsy's personality, but yes, surprising from the industry as a whole, certainly. Now, uh, anyone who knows anything about Patsy Cline knows that she died in a tragic plane crash, was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that part of the production or or does it sort of... We touch on it, but it's... Just at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of a epilogue. We're following Patsy's life. So as long as we have her in in the story, that's what the part we're following. But we do talk about it. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, more about other productions that are coming up. Uh, Well, first off, this... uh, always Patsy Klein. It opens... We have a preview audience coming in tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah, an official opening night is on November 25th. So, so Friday. Friday. Yeah. And runs till... December 14th. 14th. And, and what are ticket sales like right now? Ticket sales are great. So, yeah. yeah, especially if you're looking for something in the first weekend, we're getting pretty limited now. So right. uh, make sure you get your tickets soon. Yeah. If you're booking ahead towards the yeah. end of the run, in December, you should be able yeah. to find some good seats, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other productions on tap? Yeah, so our season we have coming up in February a play, a Canadian play Mm -hmm. called The Shoplifters by a sort of a prolific Canadian playwright, Morris Mm -hmm. Panich. So um, we think it fits in great with the season, great with what's sort of going on in Prince George. It's a bit of a a bit of a socioeconomic commentary, okay. I suppose. As it's you not may... a how-to, is it? No, yeah. yeah. You, there's a lot of things I guess you could glean from that title, but right. um, we're sort of we're sort of talking about that sort of relationship. Right. Um, 
And then our final show of the season is another Canadian play, Where You Are, by Kristen De Silva. Okay. Do, do you concentrate mostly on Canadian plays when you book? Uh, um, fifty percent of our season is going to be Canadian plays okay. in any given year. Is that yeah. uh, a mandated thing? Or it is, is a little just, bit. Yeah. yeah, it definitely helps us with some of the funding towards the productions, but right. it's also part of just what we, you know, as Canadians and as artists, kind of want to to assist with i guess sort of uh who you are type thing exactly, right yeah. uh, and you you're also involved in local productions uh as well mm-hmm. uh, i know there have been some programs that you've run to to get local um screenwriters and, yeah, and products yeah. on, on the stage a big uh, part of what we like to do is outreach right um into the community so we and, have and even courses right courses yeah yeah we've had some playwriting um mentorships i mm-hmm. guess you could call it so it's sort of a structured program to help people get the words out of their brain and onto a page where other people can can hear you know get a idea of their stories as well yeah. so we've done some of that we've done some audition workshops we've done right. some you know uh, staged readings. So if there's people in the community who have this play that they're just dying to get on its feet, yeah, we yeah. can do it in sort of a staged reading capacity and get it actually on the stage with some actors. Yeah. And, and what, uh, so most of the training type stuff that takes place during the summer. And, For the most part. Yeah. And do you see, uh, is there a natural progression from that into the uh, productions that go to the stage? Onto the stage. Do yeah. You see a lot of that. We do. The tricky part of, as a, as an actor myself, mm-hmm. the tricky part of that is always just finding the right role for the right person. And right. sometimes it takes a while to pop up. Um, yeah. I mean, for myself, I've been here for 11 years. I, mm-hmm. I showed up on the stage last year, right? So just waiting go. for that show that, that, yeah. that matches your experience and, you know, where you're castable. But we are very passionate about bringing local performers to the theater Northwest mm-hmm. stage. So that is a big part of what we're looking to make sure we're doing. Right. Well, it's interesting. You talk about that. We have a new tenant in the building called, uh, the story Institute. Yeah. And they actually are teaching actors yeah. downstairs uh, yeah. right now, which is kind of, uh, it, 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 I, I think it sort of underlines the fact that Prince George as, an artistic community is really growing a lot. Yeah, you can't have a community this size without having the yeah. creatives there as well, right? So it's right. so nice to see that that's st- starting to become a clearer part of our identity right. as pr- as a as a city. Well, not not just that, but uh, sort of a hub in exactly. northern BC for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for the surrounding area, I mean, there has to be one up here. It might as yeah. well be us, right? Do you, do you have uh, Theater Northwest being such a, a large part of that scene? Mm-hmm. Do you do you see a lot of people uh, or uh, experience a lot of auditions from the outlying communities that they'd like to be, uh, you know, make that step into Prince George Productions? Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, another big sort of hub that we have in the area is Barkerville. Mm-hmm. So we do have some actors that are living and working up okay. there that have come and auditioned or or put forth an interest. So that's kind yeah. of nice. So we are servicing, you know, everyone in this industry is angling towards full-time employment, yeah. right? It's yeah. always just kind of a tricky way to piece that together with 
contract work. So yeah, the old starving artist thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we want to try to fill out, you know, round out everyone's schedules. And sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. But it it's great if we can just keep making those connections. Okay. Um, I had another question, but it's gone. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about... Uh, the Russell family when oh, we return sure. in a moment here on After Nine. Tiptoe on Gossamer into this magical land and watch the laughing moonbeams dance across your hand. Hi, I'm Gip Forster. Why don't we join hands and tiptoe into memories where stories are found and impossible things become possible. A journey woven with magic. A journey of the heart. A journey that transcends time. Brought to you in part by Auto Magic, starting November 25th here on 93.1 CFIS FM. In Prince George, DDR2 Computer Solutions is your first stop for sales, service, and repairs. Located just off Queensway at 857 2nd Avenue next to MetaChair, DDR2 can keep your business or home system running at peak performance. Their in-shop and on-site rates are competitive, so you receive quality service at an affordable price. Plus, there's a special rate for seniors. They also carry top-of-the-line laptops, motherboards, and graphics cards for high-end gaming. When you think of computers, think of DDR2. Call 236-423-2216. That's 236 236- 4232216 Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivotleader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Wind from the south at 20 gusts into 40. A 30% chance of showers or flurries this afternoon and a high of 2. Partly cloudy tonight. South winds gusting to 60. Temperature rising to 6. For Thursday, windy with periods of rain and a high of 4. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we're speaking this morning with Anna Russell from Theatre Northwest, talking a little bit about Always, Patsy Klein, the production that gets underway on Friday and runs through December... 14th. 14th. So a few weeks' worth of shows, you, plenty of time to get tickets, but don't wait too long, right? Don't wait too long. And yeah, these ones tend to, tend to sell out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, now, the last name, Russell, well-known in the theatre community here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your in-laws, sure. Bill and Judy, and... Uh, What's happening with the Russell family and the other endeavors they're uh, undertaking? Yeah, I mean, everyone's keeping pretty busy. Lots of mm-hmm. uh, lots of stuff going on at the dance studio and right. in the audiovisual well, world. Uh, Bill heads uh, Russell... Russell A.V., yep. A.V., yes, audiovisual. Yes, along with uh, John Russell. Right, okay. And uh, what kind of productions are they working? I imagine they do a lot with Theatre Northwest as well? They or? are, yeah. They're helping us out with the sound for the production for Patsy Cline, mm-hmm. it being a musical. Yep. I think we're heading into Festival of Trees territory now, right. so we're keeping busy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, what other projects have they been? Because the pandemic uh, kind of threw everything for a loop, didn't it? Oh, completely. It? Yeah, it was a complete sort of 180 from where everyone was, which yeah. for 
to be totally honest, for a short time is, you know, kind of a relief. <laughs> kind of nice, and then yeah. it starts to, yeah. it starts to feel a little bit draining. Yeah. So I think we're, we're kind of gearing back into that, that busy time that everyone's sort of ready for again. Yeah. I imagine there was a bit of a reinvention during that process as well. Yes. Figuring absolutely. out how to do things without having an audience. Well, the interesting, um, pairing, I suppose, of, of an audio visual business in a dance mm-hmm. studio was that when everything pivoted online for a while, the, the resources to make that happen were sort of there and mm-hmm. the, and the skills and the technology. So yeah, definitely a, a big, a big shift, um, but still kept everyone busy trying to, to yeah, navigate yeah. those changes. Right. Yeah. And I imagine from a theater Northwest standpoint, uh, it's kind of nice that you're now getting back to normal, full audiences, yeah. full productions, because you, you, for a while there it was, you know, table readings and stuff like that, right? This is our first four-show season in, I believe, four years. So we got cut short in 2019. Okay. Had nothing kind of going on in 2020. 2021 was a three-show season, mm-hmm. and now we're back finally to a four-show season. So okay. it's been it's been a long journey, but... We we're starting to feel like our our feet are getting slightly more solid right, underneath right. us. Knock on wood. I mean, yeah. Uh, so Judy Russell Productions, mm. uh, also an organization that has had a lot of curtailment in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the game plan? If you can speak for for well, your I could I could guess. Yeah. I mean, last year. Um, last Christmas was a nutcracker year. Right. So that was on the books for, for last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it will be on the books for next, next season yeah. as well. Um, I think everyone's just kind of holding their breath, waiting to see audiences come back out in full. And I don't know, you know, if everyone's feeling comfortable yeah, yet yeah. or if, you know, people are just more comfortable at home now or, mm-hmm. or what that whole thing looks like. But I think for a lot of, especially, different types of businesses. I mean, for Theater Northwest, this is what we do, right? We do theater. And so we don't, we can't stop doing theater. That's kind of our whole thing. So I think for the most part, until people really feel like the audience is there to support the production, it's difficult to, to put yourself in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, with the, you mentioned the Nutcracker every other year. Uh, I, I don't know how long ago they started this, but, uh, you were doing a Christmas Carol the other years we on were, the off yeah. years. Uh, is that going to be back in the rotation? Do you think or uh, hard to say? Hard to I, say. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm. I think again, Christmas Carol kind of comes together with a big group of the community. I think we yep. usually have more than 50 actors from you know age. 85 to, to five. Yeah. Um, so until we, we really feel like that's something we can safely right, accomplish right. with that many people in a, a close backstage space and, and making sure everyone's staying well mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. We've done, we did it three years mm-hmm. and, uh, got lots of local people in the community involved. So it was a really exciting time for sure. Well, here's an interesting question that uh, I'm not sure uh, Theatre Northwest has looked at, but mm-hmm. during the pandemic, a lot of things switched to online. Yes. Coming out of the pandemic, there's been a lot of 
especially uh, annual general meetings, things like that, yeah. that are a hybrid. You can either attend in person or go online. Yeah. And a recent uh, Cold Snap Music Festival concert sold out. So then they also had it available to online. stream online. Is that something that Theater Northwest has thought about or? Um, it's certainly been a consideration as mm-hmm. it's had to be, of course, in the past few years. Right. I think where our joy, I guess, comes from is having people yeah. really in the building experiencing yeah. it live with us. That's kind of what we do. We're not, we don't, we don't make productions to be filmed. So I don't know how well it would translate. It may be something that we we look into in the future, but primarily our focus is just getting a really great live production up for people to sit and enjoy with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, live uh, to film isn't bad either. (laughs) No, no. And um, we do have a group that rents the space, um, the UMBC musical production, and they've, they've taken on that MO as well. So they, they video record or live stream, perhaps I believe. Yeah. Yeah, They they have a production coming up as well. Don't they? Yeah. Spring break. Spring so break. Yeah. And, uh, it's almost a hundred years old, the production that they're putting it on. Is. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Nice they, and vintage. I almost thought, well, why didn't they just wait a year? Cause then it would have been. Oh, that would be old. the exact anniversary. Yeah, thing. exactly. But, uh, no, no, Nanette is no, what they're no, going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, how much involvement do you have in that? Is it just sort of you book them and let them do what they want? Yeah. Or we, we assist kind of an advisory? a little bit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We sort of mentor a little bit through the process we make sure we're looking after their tickets for them and, right. the, and the venue a little bit but they're they're pretty experienced at this yeah. point they've been yeah. working on their projects for quite a while so they've got a great team just a bit of advice here or there where they, where they need it right yes exactly perfect okay anna russell theater northwest Always Patsy Klein starts yes. Friday, although yes. you've got a, a special preview audience. Preview on, yeah. on Thursday. Uh, tickets are available. Theaternorthwest.com or also the box office at Studio 2880. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two places that you can get them and uh, all kinds of details available online uh, at theaternorthwest.com for this and other productions coming up. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you so great. much. I'll take another quick break. And when we come back, I guess it's uh, you and me, Stephen. Oh, there you go. In a moment. Utilize the Arts North Digital Center for all your media needs. Located at Studio 2880, the Arts North Digital Center has a podcast center, graphics design space, and a photography studio loaded with great equipment waiting for you to try it out. Take one of their courses to begin your digital media journey. Find out more through the Arts North link at studio2880.com. The Arts North Digital Center, studio media for all at Studio 2880. Your Prince George Symphony Orchestra's main stage season has plenty to offer for everyone. Check out Beethoven's 6th on February 4th. Local singer-songwriters Amy Blanding, Rochelle Van Zanten, and Kim Gucci in concert with the orchestra on April 15th, and guest Henry Shepard on cello May 27th. Tickets and full details are available at pgso.com and from the symphony's office at Studio 2080. Your Prince George Symphony Orchestra's main stage season through May 27th at Vanier Hall. Enjoy a peaceful shopping evening, complete with hot drinks, beautiful ambiance, and Christmas cheer. The Studio 2880 Thursday Artisan Shopping Evenings are perfect for finding unique gifts made by local artisans. Tables are available for local makers who create specialty artisan art or art products to take part. 
Registration and full details are available through the Thursday evening holiday shopping link under programs at studio2880.com. Thursday artisan shopping evenings through December 15th at Studio 2880. Winter weather is upon us and your Prince George RCMP is reminding everyone to drive with extra caution. Also, keep in mind that weather changes can be unpredictable. Turn on your headlights to guarantee you're seen from both directions. Never drive with a frosted windshield and make sure you have properly rated tires before heading out on the highways. Leaving early, slowing down, and driving to the road and weather conditions are also key to arriving at your destination safely. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we uh, don't have a guest booked for this half hour, so we're going to just chat a little bit about the goings-on in the world of, uh, well, of, in the world. How about that? In the world. And uh, you mentioned during the break, uh, New Jersey Devils going after an, an, a record in the NHL, and I think they got it in the bag because they're up against Toronto next. You had to say it that way, didn't you? <laughs> you had to I just had to sort of stir the pot, <laughs> especially since Kylie usually hosts, and she's a big Toronto Maple Leaf fan as there well. So there, there you, you go. go. Anyway, I believe the record is 16, and they've got, what, 15 now? I think it's 15, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, they, yeah, managed to handle uh, Edmonton without too many problems the other day. Uh, we do have our sports talk show coming up this afternoon at 1 o'clock, and uh, we'll be covering local sports during that period. And uh, we'll have a, a voice, a new voice on the show this afternoon. Uh, Frank Peebles will be joining Alan Wishart for that show. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. And they'll get you updated on the Spruce Kings and minor hockey and UNBC basketball and all the, all the other different goings on in the world of local Well, the sports. Cougars are doing quite well, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing very well. And, good. Uh, it's good to see. The, the, I, I think the... Uh, the weekend, was it this last weekend, they had their big mega 50-50 jackpot and had a huge uh, crowd for the game. Good. And it was good to see a, good. a lot of excitement around the team this year. And, good. And uh, they've had, I think, uh, teams recently that were as good or almost as good as the team they currently have, but they just never really seemed to generate any excitement. Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps they've benefited a little bit from the pandemic in that uh, people are kind of chomping at the bit to to get out and see stuff now. Plus so they have a, quite a experienced guy coming out to their practices too, uh, Gary Playfair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. coming out and... Uh, sharing his knowledge so mm -hmm. i'm sure they can get a few good tips out of him no for sure well that in the whl there's no uh there's no lack of uh, experienced nhl and ahl players that are involved with the coaching end of things so Absolutely. that's good to know and it's good for them uh so uh, one thing that we could pass along is that the uh, Prince George Kodiaks have uh, parted ways with uh, their coach, oh. Keon Raymond. So they're uh, looking uh, to get a new uh, coach and director of football operations. Mm. And uh, I'm not sure what the process is there, but that's one of the things they'll be talking about this afternoon on the Sports Talk Show. 
other things going on. We have a whole bunch of stuff here that left over from the library uh, when uh, I think it was uh, Jen was in mm-hmm. not long ago. And she brought this stack of of uh, uh, things going on. It's just constantly busy, which is good to see because uh, things really slowed down there for a while. Uh, but uh, what's coming up on their menu? Well, uh, a big one that's on the way. Uh, this is actually the uh, not just the public library, but the Alzheimer's Society of BC. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a presentation coming up called "Preparing for the Holidays." And that's going to be uh, December the 9th from 10 to noon at the Bob Harkins branch, of course. And it's, uh, you know, people with Alzheimer's and, well, there's many people that have different issues that can be negatively affected during the holidays. Alzheimer's is definitely one of them. Absolutely. And uh, they can be confusing, overwhelming. And so the preparing for the holidays will teach tips and strategies to help avoid stress and get the most enjoyment out of the holiday season. So that's worth uh, taking in if you uh, maybe are in the early stages of Alzheimer's or you just know someone that uh, is dealing with the disease, then uh, you can register free for that December the 9th, 10 till noon and uh, just contact the uh, Prince George Public Library to to get to get to make sure you have a seat for that. You're, you're not dealing with Alzheimer's yet, are you? Uh, not yet. No. Of course, it's not a. I think you're just being facetious. There. Nah. Well, you're getting there. You're getting uh, <laughs> it's not something that hits everyone though. So that's you know we always talk about. Uh, uh, you often hear people, oh, well, he's getting old. He's just uh, uh, forgetting yeah, things. Yeah, it's always been the stigma. If yeah, you're yeah. getting old, you get it. You know? But uh, the reality is, sure, some people will uh, forget things and that progresses with age, but not to the extent that you would for the actual disease itself. So that's, um, yeah, always something that you got to be aware of and, and watch for, I guess, as uh, as you get older. Um, Another thing the uh, library has is they've got Saturday matinees from the National Film Board of Canada. And this takes place, uh, the the one that they have coming up is uh, Saturday, December the 3rd from 2 to 4. And they're going to have a festival of short films for for all ages, including the classic The Cat Came Back. You remember that? The Cat Came Back. You remember that from the National Film? Yeah, that's one of the great ones. Uh, Watching Hockey Night in Canada... Uh, on the weekend or no no i actually i think this was uh, mentioned on the uh on uh, senior moments yesterday and that is uh, a song called the log um log writer's waltz log followers waltz anyway it's an old fiddle tune that the national film board put together uh, a great uh, animated short for and 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 I think it was the symphony orchestra that was, orchestra that was in yesterday talking about it. I, I guess it was during after nine. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I must be. <laughs> I'm getting old. There you go. Things. See. Anyway, uh, and uh, the conductor uh, Michael Hall mentioned a lot of the younger generation don't know the the piece because they never they never see these these classic. Um, 
animated shorts from mm-hmm. the National Film Board. So I'm hoping that is one of the ones they're going to be airing. Uh, uh, the I can't remember the name of it. Log Log Fallers Waltz? No, I don't. Anyway, uh, that's a good one. The cat came back. Another good one. Uh, the hockey sweater. You know that one. The hockey sweater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, always a, a popular one. So hopefully, those will all be on at the uh, library, December third from two to four. Getting into the holiday season, a lot of things going on that uh, you need to put on your calendar, and uh, we'll uh, talk about more of those in a moment here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. This is After 9. More films than ever are available free for streaming on nfb.ca. New to the more than 5,500 titles already available are three award-winning animated shorts, two striking documentaries, and a thematic channel that highlights Remembrance Day. Watch for Bad Seeds by Claude Cloutier, The Perfect Story from Michelle Shepard, Naliak Nights by Jenny Williams, and more being offered all month long. Stop by the screening room today at the National Film Board's website, nfb.ca. The Prince George Council of Seniors needs volunteers for their Meals on Wheels program. Volunteers work once per week from about 10.30 to noon, delivering hot meals to housebound clients. To help out, you must be double vaccinated for COVID, have a friendly manner, a valid driver's license, and a reliable vehicle. A criminal record check will also be required. Pick up an application form at the Seniors Resource Centre, the corner of 7th and Victoria. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is now collecting donations for this year's Christmas hamper program. Money or gift card donations can be dropped off at the Seniors Resource Centre at 7th and Victoria, or you can e-transfer your money donation to e ed at pgcos.ca. Please have your donation in no later than December 5th. For more information on this year's Council of Seniors Christmas Hamper Program, call Michelle at 250-564-5888. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Winds from the south at 20 gusts into 40. A 30% chance of showers or flurries this afternoon and a high of 2. Partly cloudy tonight. South winds gusting to 60. Temperature rising to 6. For Thursday, windy with periods of rain and a high of 4. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. And just chatting a little bit about things going on as we get closer to Christmas here in Prince George, and of course the Christmas Kettle Campaign is underway for the Salvation Army, and as usual they need people to man the kettles, and I'm going to use the the term man even though they allow allow women to people the kettles as well. Uh, Anyway, if you can help out, they're looking for uh, individuals, groups, corporations, businesses, clubs, organizations, teams, Anyone, Anyone that uh, would like to get involved and help out with the Salvation Army's Christmas Kettle campaign, you can uh, just contact the uh, Salvation Army through 250-596-HOPE, H-O-P-E, or that translates to 4673, or email kettle at sapg.ca, that of course standing for uh, Salvation Army Prince George.ca. Uh, you can even go just go to their websites, sapg.ca, and that'll give you the links and the information you need there. And, of course, they do the Christmas kettles right through till December the 24th. So plenty of uh, space available for anyone that uh, wants to help out. And, and the Salvation Army, this is their biggest uh, fundraising 
campaign of the season of mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we talk about the homeless situation and all the other things that are, well, even things like uh, the working poor, you know, the, the Salvation Army has programs in place to help people that are just struggling to get by. So, very worthy cause. Right? Absolutely. Because many are struggling to get by. No, for sure. I was going to say, yeah, you don't have any uh, comments on that? or. Um, well, I know, like, as far as uh, the grocery thing goes, where people are having to pinch and save, mm-hmm. I mean, that's gouging. I mean, that's people trying to make a lot of money, like everything else. It's people take advantage of a situation, and we're having to pay for it. Well, it's it's gouging to a, to an extent, but realistically, uh, I think it's the case of the uh, uh, incomes not keeping up with inflation. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well, that's a big factor. Yeah, and that's sort of been the way it's gone for quite some time. But we've got ours dropped quite well right now. What's that? We've got our inflation dropped quite well right now. Do we? You know, we've come from eight point one down to five point nine. Well, that's not too bad. Not Still, too bad. be nice if it got down around the two mark, right? Well, I think coming into the new year that we'll see that. Yeah, uh, should pass along a couple of notes of uh, uh, traffic interruptions. Clucas uh, Avenue between Aspica and Bednesti uh, is closed today until four o'clock. They're repairing uh, water service there. Mm. Allward Street between 12th and 13th is closed. Oh, yeah, is also closed today, but that's this afternoon from 1 to 4, so not quite as bad. They're uh, using a crane in that uh, block. Oh, yeah. Uh, to that's, off. That's tight quarters in there. Yeah, to offload replacement transformers for a delivery truck or from a delivery truck. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Nicholson Street between Massey and Opie. Now, that was yesterday. I don't know why they sent uh, this. That was closed yesterday. That should be done by now. Uh, corner of 5th and Tabor is uh, actually, they've been working on this for a while and probably will till the end of the month. And that's uh, they're upgrading sidewalks and uh, doing a little bit of work in that intersection. So, uh, there is possibilities for delays there. Well, there's construction as well with the new McDonald's. Well, that's part of the reason yeah. they're doing the upgrades, right? Yeah. So uh, better access for uh, wheelchairs because people coming over from the um, yeah right across the seniors street. centers and or seniors uh, facilities over in that area. Uh, intersection of Winnipeg and Kearney Street. They figure that is supposed to be done by December the 12th. Have you been by that area? They yeah, good luck that, with December 12th. They got a huge hole there, and I thought it was uh, something to do with the drainage uh, for the city, but no, it's actually uh, BC Hydro uh, connections that mm-hmm. they're working on in that that corner. So and they had to get all the water out of there. Well, yeah. The, the, that's what that big red tank was for. Oh, okay. To take in all the water. Ah, all right. So that's what they're working on there. Uh, Aspica Boulevard from Ferry to Andres Road. Uh, that is single lane traffic through till December the 1st. 
And again, that's for BC Hydro Connections. Mm. So some upgrades going on from the city, uh, from BC Hydro in the area. Uh, Quebec Street, that's our street here. They've almost, they're still working on the sidewalk in front of the pool. And uh, the sidewalk is actually closed on the other side. Uh, because they're still working on that uh, uh, construction of that Elizabeth Fry building, which I, I, I don't know, that seems to be taking a, a long time getting that, that one done. There, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, until further notice, that's closed. And this one, uh, I didn't realize, but the southbound Simon Fraser Bridge, they've been working on that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be done that till September of next year. That is correct. So that's a whole, almost a rebuild because, uh, you know, that, that was the old bridge that they then twinned. So, uh, yeah, well, next September before they'll. had a year and a half project. Yeah. 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 Huge project for that. Now, uh, one other thing we should pass along and that is the, uh, RCMP are looking for uh, witnesses to a hit and run that occurred back on November the 1st. Uh, it took place about 5 o'clock in the uh, afternoon on Highway 97, the off-ramp from the Simon Fraser Bridge heading towards Queensway. Okay. So that's the area we were talking about where the, the one bridge is closed. And it was uh, the victim uh, suffered minor injuries as a result of the collision, did not see the vehicle that rear-ended her before he left the area. But if you uh, can recall seeing anything on that, you should contact the Prince George RCMP at 250-561-3300 and uh, let them know so they can track down this vehicle that uh, sped away after running into someone. Seems to be a lot of that going on when you hear it around the province. Yeah. Hit and runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, message from the RCMP. They're reminding everyone about uh, safe driving for the holiday season, of course, uh, if you're going to be out drinking, make sure you have a safe ride home. Operation Red Nose is up and running this year, so that's a good one to take advantage of. And uh, the website for that is ORN, so Operation Red Nose, PG.org, I believe, ORNPG.org. Uh, but if you just Google Operation Red Nose Prince George, you'll be able to find that. That'll give you the numbers and the days that they're operating and all that. And just a reminder that uh, the the prohibition breakdown, mm-hmm. uh, 7-24-hour driving pros, prohibitions will receive. This is the new and uh, implemented uh, prohibitions. Mm-hmm. If you get 7-24-hour driving prohibitions, uh, oh, no, this is, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm lost. I didn't pre-read this. So, well, anyway, just don't drink and drive. That's don't the bottom line. Drive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another quick break and we'll come back. And what else do we have to talk about? Anything you want. Okay. We'll do that after this. Whether you're an expert on the ukulele or just starting out, the Prince George Public Library's jam sessions are the place for you. Beginners are more than welcome to come out and join the fun, and the library even has a few ukuleles you can borrow for the sessions. 
The jam sessions feature fun, popular songs, and yes, chords and lyric sheets are provided if you need them. The next Ukulele for Adults jam session is next Tuesday from 4.30 to 5.30 at the downtown branch of your Prince George Public Library. If you're a student in grades 3 to 12 who needs a hand with math or English, the Prince George Public Library's Homework Help program is for you. Homework Help runs Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 4.30 to 7.30 at the Bob Harkins branch. However, you do have to set up an appointment. To get in on Homework Help, call Chris at 250-563-9251, extension 105. Homework Help, Tuesdays through Thursdays at the Prince George Public Library. The snow has fallen and temperatures are cooler and we are entering into the busiest time of the year once again. Happy holidays. The next Golden Age Social will be on Wednesday, December 7th from 2 to 4 at the Civic Center. The City of Prince George, Prince George Civic Center and Prince George Council of Seniors are hosting this free event for seniors 55 or older. Come out and enjoy the entertainment, refreshments and great company. Don't miss the Golden Age Social Wednesday, December 7th from 2 to 4 at the Civic Center. See you there. The works of four top Prince George potters are currently on display in the feature gallery at Studio 2880. Alternative Firing Pottery features items from Leanne Carlson, Ayla Davidson, Natalie Breckis, and Karen Heathman, a variety of beautiful pottery produced by using alternative firing techniques. Be inspired and select some pieces for your own collection. Alternative Firing Pottery on display through this Saturday at the feature gallery in Studio 2880, open for holiday hours at 2880 15th avenue featuring the people who make things happen in prince george you're listening to after nine on 93.1 cfis fm okay so i I read what i was (laughs) trying to read (laughs) and uh, what it was was in october there was a total of 54 driving prohibitions uh handed out and the breakdown was seven were 24 hour driving prohibitions 12 were three day driving prohibitions and 35 were 90-day tri- wow. driving prohibitions. Wow. And uh, that includes uh, a vehicle impoundment for each of those as well. Uh, 24 hours gets you a 24-hour impoundment. Three days gets you three days. Uh, the 90-day gets you 30-day vehicle impoundment. So, yeah, you, you don't want to be messing around and uh, end up without a vehicle, uh, especially in the winter because, boy, getting oh, around in the winter you when you bet. don't have a vehicle can be uh, can be pretty rough. And speaking of getting around in the winter, uh, ICBC and the RCMP have passed along some driving tips. Uh, of course, reminding that weather can change rapidly and pre- unpredictable, uh, un- unpredictably, as we have seen the last few weeks. It's uh, snowing one day, raining the next. Uh, daytime running lights are dimmers. Are, are sorry are dimmer than headlights and, and you've seen this probably in your driving right oh yeah uh, you're behind a vehicle and you can't see their tail lights it's because they only have their uh, daytime running lights on exactly uh, and that can be really dangerous if it's foggy or snowing or if there's any kind of visibility issue and you don't have your headlights on in the day I mean, sure, you can see fine, but the guy behind you can't see you at all. That's right. Right? So, yeah, get those lights on during the day. Um, yeah. And uh, another good thing to watch is uh, your tires. Make sure they're properly rated, but also make sure they're inflated properly, too. Absolutely. And in the winter, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you heard this, uh, a good idea to have them perhaps just a little bit 
uh, less air than you would normally have in them. Well, that's true, and I mean that that'll dissipate on its own anyway. Yeah, say uh, thirty pounds pressure instead of thirty-two. Yeah, or twenty-eight and, and somewhere. Don't tailgate. No, no, yeah, especially right now. We we've had uh, freezing rain. We've had snow. We've had melted snow. We've got. Uh, rain that's frozen so there's all kinds of ice patches everywhere that you got to watch out for uh for sure and in fact yesterday there was a warning and i I don't doubt that there'll be more warnings today uh for the highways heading out of town that they were slow so slick the 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 highways department was asking that you don't travel unless it was absolutely necessary uh yesterday that was for 97 heading uh, south to to Quinell, so yeah, keep that in mind if you're planning on going anywhere. It might be a, an idea to delay it a little while to see uh, see if things improve, which I guess they will because once we get back get back to normal winter weather, then things will. Uh, What's that? Four feet of snow or something? Or? Well, any any kind of snow, and and then you get your your salt down on our. Uh, I think we're going to get a light this year on snow. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind shoveling snow. It's trying to deal with the ice that's always a, a major pain. I find. Well, all the side streets now are big chunks of ice. Oh right? yeah, it's yeah. it's a mess. They're a mess. Yeah. And really hard to walk on, not just drive on, but trying to walk on on the all the ridges beat up, yeah, yeah. because uh, tire marks create dents and all kinds of horrible, horrible situations for people trying to walk. Now that being said, if you want good shoes with uh, those retractable grippers, mm-hmm. uh, Timberline Foot Fitters, one of the sponsors of our. Uh, it feels like Christmas feature, which starts on Friday. Um, yeah, they have those available. They have a couple of different ones, and apparently, they have some new boots in that were, or new uh, ice uh, grippers that were made right here in BC. Well, there you go. Today's a perfect day for them too. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, what else? Uh, what else you got to talk about? Oh, Friday is Plaid Friday. I was just going to mention Plaid Friday. Are you going to wear your kilt? Well... Do you still have a kilt? I still have a kilt. Is it plaid? It is plaid. Or, or what's the difference between plaid and tartan? Well, tartan is original. I've got a Scottish tartan. Okay. And Canadian is more like the plaid. They have the red-green. Right, right. And... Uh, oh, I love red-green. Mine is uh, blue-green. Oh, Okay. So are it you? It depends on the weather. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be. Know, it's going to be gusty. Yeah, I don't yeah. want my kilt blowing up. You don't want the wind blowing up your skirt. <laughs> uh, Christmas hampers. The Council of Seniors has their Christmas hamper program underway, and they are collecting uh, applications. So, if you need a Christmas hamper, applications are being taken right through till the end of the month. So you have less than a week. Well, basically, you have a week because next Wednesday is the 30th, and uh, you can get your application in. Uh, you can pick up your application down at the Resource Center. That's uh, 7th and Victoria, or you can give them a call, uh, 250-564-5888 for more information. Uh, applications apparently are also available online at pgcos.ca. 
uh, I went there to look at that, but I didn't see anything. Uh, maybe the, maybe it's on there now, but mm-hmm. um, so that's how to get your applications in. And if you are able to donate to the Christmas Hamper Campaign, they are definitely in need of uh, money or gift cards is what they want. And donations can be dropped off, again, uh, at their office at 7th and Victoria uh, or at the Prince George Citizen taking uh, those those donations. Mm. Uh, You can also e-transfer this year donations to ed at pgcos.ca. And if you need more information, the number again is 250-564-5888 or 5888. Uh, donations have to be in by December the 5th so that they can get uh, the hampers all ready for pickup, which uh, will be taking place uh, December 15th and 16th. There. There you go. You're going to take part in that, help out? I've already... Uh You've already donated. donated a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm always there. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of different campaigns, Christmas camp- hamper campaigns going on in Prince George, uh, of course, this time of year. And, uh, yeah, just anything you can contribute to any of them will certainly help. Mm-hmm. There's different uh, different factions of our population that uh, are in need and feel it most during uh, the early part of our the dastardly winter months, right? That's right. Okay. Well, that'll wrap it. This is uh, it for the Wednesday edition. Fingers crossed. There's no more volleyball tournament this weekend, and <laughs> Kylie will be back next week, uh, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with After 9. 9 o'clock tomorrow, it's uh, Trudy in the host chair. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're tuned to 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly sponsored by community organizations like the Phoenix Transition Society.